Hey listeners, Cameron here, and I'm actually recording at home this time. Does it sound different than backstage at the UCB? I just wanted to give you guys a little bit of a plug. Um, I write a column about stand-up and doing it in my life. Not doing, I mean, doing (laughs) stand-up. For the AV Club, and it's called Who in the World is Cameron Esposito? And you can find it just by Googling my name in the AV Club or Who in the World is Cameron Esposito. Um, I think I've been doing it for about six months now, and I'm really proud of the stuff that I've written there. It's gotten a great response, and I just figured I've never told you guys about it. So if you already like the show, you want to hear more about the life of a comic on the road and TV sets and things like that, please check it out. And thanks again, as always, for your support. See you in Madison, Wisconsin next weekend, uh, the last weekend in July. Uh, if you live there. Bye, guys. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your What's hands up, everybody? Together. Thanks for coming out to you, Jimmy. Put your hands together. 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 Uh, you know what? Honestly, I'm going to be real with you. I care about you as an audience, and that was a shitty round of applause. I felt like you weren't unified. You saw them over there. You're like, oh, are they going to sit down in time? Like, we've been there. We've stood there. And we, we wondered if we were going to get seats. And then those people were over there, and you, your heart was with them. I walked out, a celebrity. But you guys were still, like, I'm not, you know, you were cons- I like that about you guys, is that you care about each other. And I could tell that's the vibe I'm getting from you. And I love that about you. But I want you to know you're safe. Yeah. Do you guys need to sit down? Yep. What? You're going to... You're going to the bathroom. Yeah, poop or pee. See, I flipped it. I was like, this is a safe space. Then I talked about the most intimate of things. This is a safe space. Then right to buttholes. (laughs) Well, you guys, I'm Cameron Esposito. I'm your host. Go ahead and clap for me. Hooray! That was better. We did it. And we have a special treat right up top now. Uh, I have a co-host on this show. She's amazing. Uh, her name is Rhea Butcher. Let's hear around for Rhea Butcher. Hi, buddy. Hello, buddy. Um, you, the audience is, I mean, they're a caring audience. I don't know if you sure, heard yes, that from I, stage. I hear they care. So I think they're going to be really on board with your news from this week. Yes, I have fantastic news. Big Do you guys want to hear about my news? Yeah. <laughs> I quit my day job. She quit her day When did you do this? When did you do this? I did this yesterday at noon. Yesterday at noon. So still still pretty fresh, still fresh. right? How are you feeling? I feel great. You feel, I feel great. Fancy free? Feel footloose and fancy free. I'm all Kevin Baconed out. I was going to say, great. which part of footloose? Like with the straw? Like the end with the, the glitter, for sure. You know, let's dance! More like, let's quit! Go- yeah! Gotta cut loose. Gotta cut loose. I always say. Um, you know, I put on those Sunday shoes, and the next day... I quit my job. Mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> that was a day of the week joke. It was a day of the week joke. Nailed it. I don't know if you guys have your calendars, but that was accurate. Flip to page one. <laughs> oh, 
so we, I have a, I have a vested interest in that. God, that's the best thing I could say right now. If you don't... Vested. It's weird that you haven't already elected me mayor of Los Angeles because of that. The fact that that's just what popped down yeah, and yeah, then yeah. also what popped on. Um, and sometimes off, depending, and... Spicy. Only if you ask. Uh, it's a safe space. It is a safe space. Right here. Um... <laughs> I have a vested interest in this because not only are we hilarious stand-up comics, yes, we are also uh, we're engaged to one another. We live yes. together. We're we're. Uh, this is a thing. Yeah, this is a thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you. It's okay. You can clap for that. Yeah. Look at how great we both did. You know what I mean? Sometimes when you meet somebody in a couple, you're like, ugh, 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 you know. But then in this case, it's like. <laughs> It's Across like we the board. both went to a claw machine and we just immediately both got minions. You know, like... <laughs> I was going to say, like, what's the heaviest thing in a claw The heaviest machine? thing? Probably Beats by Dre. Really? <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm going to guess they're not real Beats by Dre. You're great tonight. You're oh, really great. I feel like your job has given you an extra boost. All kinds of jokes. By the way, we're sponsored by Boost. Um, <laughs> Boost Mobile Beats by Dre. For old people. <laughs> Yeah. Not boots no, no, by no. Dre, but boost by Dre. Boot, boots, boots, Bootsy Collins. We're boots sponsored, sponsored by, by Bootsy, Bootsy Collins. Collins. And Phil Collins. And Phil Collins. We can feel it in the air tonight. Yeah. So you guys are killing it. Um, Sue, Sue, studio moving on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I haven't had a... I'm so proud of you. Oh, thank you so much. For doing... I'm, it was I'm, I hope that five I years s- of a job. Five years sitting at a, sitting at a desk and sitting uh, at a desk. You're you're a graphic designer also, oh, so yes. you have like a real skill. I have a real skill you, besides this shit. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> so like you're good at something. So like you can do something that no, matters. Uh, I that's get not it. what I meant. Um, and I quit it. So hey, I guess I mean I guess I mean you have a trade. Yes, I have a trade. You, I'm a skilled worker. That's why I wear this outfit. Yes. <laughs> And I'm a business lady. Um, <laughs> yeah. You I'm make nothing if not a young Diane Keaton. Exactly. <laughs> Where are my gloves? It's very hot for gloves. That's why I'm not wearing them. That's a Diane Keaton Too hot for gloves. joke. Um, you have a skill trait. Like in college, you... Yes. So well, printmaking. Print, yes. Print, print, Sorry. Printmaking. Printmaking. You're, yeah. a print, you're a printmaker. A printmistress. You can etch things off of other stuff with acid. Yep. I can use acid. I can drop acid. I can, uh, you know, screen print stuff. Yeah. Um, pl- you know, play around with it you a can little put bit. My head on your body. Yep. Do that all the time for fun. <laughs> That's most of what happens in our house. <laughs> do it again. <laughs> I want to feel tall. I want to feel tall. I want to feel vested. <laughs> I'm so much smaller than you, sure. it, but I never feel smaller than you, except, uh, listen, don't get pervy about this, <laughs> except when we're in bed, I feel smaller than sure. you, because my, I, can't, I can't touch your feet and kiss you at the same time with my feet, yep. so I have to scoot up and down. It's just, you know the sex yeah. move where you touch somebody's feet with your feet and then kiss them at the same time? <laughs> I can't, I can't do that move. It's kissy foot. You guys I know kissy foot. Scoot up and down. Um. <laughs> like a little slinky. <laughs> like, <laughs> 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 like a push pop. All right. Well, that's a good. 
Push pop, slinky, whatever you want. Yes. Uh, I don't have a... I'm not a skilled worker. No. I've been a... I was a theology major in college. Right. Which is why I'm an atheist now. Yes. <laughs> I get that. You study that shit, and you're like, mm-mm. <laughs> I don't know. So. I don't have a trade. Uh, I've been a nanny. Yes. So I can do that job. You can take care of kids. I can. I say no and yes, depending. Um, here's a carrot. Yeah, I worked in special ed. Yes. And um, I also was a circus ringmaster. These are some of my skills. Did you guys hear that? Circus ringmaster. Yeah, thank you, the person that just said, what? <laughs> it's just my life. Yeah. Relax. <laughs> I hope you guys are all imagining her with a top hat right now. I rarely wear a top hat because you can't be. mess with the flavor. I had, yes. So I would just wear goggles, Welder's goggles, which I can do no skills that would require those, but you pop them on the top of your head, you look real steampunk. Um, so I've done that. And then I will say this. I'm curious to see what, you know, what happens next. Obviously, your comedy career is going really well. Yeah, it's just going to take right off. Yeah, so I know you're, so, you're going to uh, be a millionaire from that. But sure. I also know that sometimes, you know, right after you quit your day job, there's like a period of where you do some odd jobs. And I hope that you have just some of the great odd jobs that I did when I yeah. first quit my day job. Like, for instance, promoting the television show My Boys to strangers at bars as paid for by the television show My Boys. Yes. That's a job I had where I had to go to bars and seamlessly work the television show My Boys into conversations. And these were also... May I ask, these were bars in Chicago. Yes. Right? And if that person talked to me about my boys long enough, I could give them a drink token that they didn't know about in advance. <laughs> so that's the job I've had. How many drink tokens did you give out? Not that many, because I wasn't very committed to it. I, yeah. I mean, I'll be honest, they weren't checking that hard. Um, like at the end of the day, like, turn in your tokens! How many times did you bring up Jim Gaffigan? Does anyone even remember the television show My Boys? Yeah. Okay. Oh, wow. A lot of My Boys yeah. fans over there. My boys! Yeah. Here is a drink token. You can <laughs> keep that. That's right. It's the long con. <laughs> yeah. Where, like, you didn't realize that, but I just did it to you, yep. motherfucker. <laughs> and I am getting some residuals from a show that's been canceled for years. Okay. Um... What else? I was a talking vending machine for a while. Ooh, talking vending machine. Uh -huh. Were you in the vending machine? No, because it's like a camera situation. Then you okay. have to pretend you're in the vending machine. All right. And so then you how say, did you like, get into character? Did you spend some time in a refrigerator? <laughs> I, no, I'm just like, it's, I'm just, I can just do that. I don't, know if, I don't just, have to be method. You're very vendy. Yeah. I get it. Um, I understand. But I did that outside of Chicago's Wrigley Field. Mm -hmm. And the first person I walked by... I said, uh, like, you know, whatever I was supposed to say. Hey, grab a Sprite! I'm in a vending machine! Because <laughs> there was a speaker and a camera set up so I could see them. And then I would be like, you with a hat! Get in here! Like, it was... That sounds terrible. It was a cool job, but um, the first person that left the Cubs game, which is so uh, Wrigleyville's like kind of a broad-out area, the first person that left, I went like, hey! I bet you want one of these sprites. And the guy just, uh, with his friends, knocked over the vending machine uh -huh. Uh -huh. and then peed on it. <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah. So that was a short work day. Um, 
I'm just I'm so happy for thank you this big week for you guys. Rhea Thanks. Butcher, one more time for Rhea Butcher, Thanks, guys. get the rest of the show rolling now this first I know I just said I was an atheist but I don't want you to think that I don't understand there are holy people in the world and this first performer is uh, you know debatably one of those people Um, you knew him as the Pope Benedict uh, when he was the Pope and now he's in retirement he's trying to get into comedy I get it up your game you know what I mean He's got a lot of eyes on him already, so refocus. And he is going to be performing at the Just for Laughs Festival this week, the Pope, Benedict. And he asked for a spot on the show. Now, far be it from me to remind him of all the horrible things he did. Um, So I said, yeah, sure, get over here. Love to have you. Um, I hope you guys are as excited as I am. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, the former Pope, Benedict. fancy, aren't I? I'm the fancy pop. The new pop. He's kind of lame. Only wears white. How are you guys doing, everybody? Yes! Another hand for the host, Cameron. Give her a big hand. An atheist and a lesbian. She's really doubling down with me. You know what we call gay women in the Catholic Church? Nuns. It's true. It's true. Mm. Uh, good to be here in the city of lost angels. Where are my Catholics in the audience? Get, get, put your hands in the air. Wave them like you care so much about what I say. That's it? Come on. Where are my Catholics? That's it? That can't be possible. Just one? <laughs> Don't let me start the Inquisition again. I'll find you. You too, ma'am? And who are you with? Is he Catholic? Why are you with him? <laughs> you don't understand Catholicism, apparently. And where are my Jews in the audience? You don't need to raise your hand, just turn profile. <laughs> yes. I've got to nose for the noses. I love the jaws. But I'm not here to judge tonight, folks. I am the retired Pope. I'm in retirement. I'm not here to say you're doing things wrong anymore. I'm here to have some fun, try out some comedy tonight. I've been retired, having a great time recently. Uh, Who watched the World Cup? Wasn't that the greatest World Cup ever? Germany number one! We dominated the world! Yes, we did. Who saw the World Cup? Clap if you saw the World Cup in any of the games. Yes. 
You see, Germany killed Brazil. What was it, 7-1? We scored a touchdown on them, apparently. We killed them. We haven't embarrassed a country like that since France in World War II. But this time, the Americans were already eliminated. Yes. Yes, Brazil. Okay, I was a Hitler youth, I think, Cameron, uh, she said something about that. I was a Hitler youth, but you know what? The Hitler youth, they get a bad rap, you know? They're, they're like the Muppet Babies. You, you can't blame the Muppet Babies for the crimes of the Muppets. Argentina, that was the, the, who we played in the finals. A lot of my good friends retired in Argentina. But we beat them too, didn't we? Yes, we did. You know who else is from Argentina? The new Pope, that's right, loser. <laughs> I stuck that in his face. Who's the, uh, who's the good player for uh, Argentina? Messi. What's... Messi. Yeah, more like Messi in his pantsy. <laughs> Messi of the gamey. Messi in the fieldy. Okay, you get it. Yeah, we killed them. We killed them. I, I want to do some, uh, you know, I don't know. What would I think about the new Pope? He's just kind of lame, you know. He's into, like, help the poor people. I was into cool, controversial stuff like, I hate gays and don't give women any power. That's fun stuff. What do you call, uh, how many women have power in the Catholic Church? None. See, that keeps working, that punchline. None is half my punchlines. That's true. But I, I'm having fun now. I'm getting high all the time. You ever been to the Vatican? That's not incense you smell. We're getting high as fuck in the basement looking at all that art. We have so much fucking art down there. It's unbelievable. But I, I get stoned all the time. Um... I'm also a huge Neil Young fan, so... Yeah. So the other day I was really stoned and I was wondering, like, what if Neil Young were to write a song about spilling bong water, what would be that be like? Please don't spill your bong water on me. <laughs> that smell won't go away. It'll stick with you till you die. Don't ask me why. Don't spill your bong water on me. Don't spill bong water on the rug It's hard to get that shit out No club soda doesn't work Don't be a jerk Don't spill bong water on the rug Comes a time, bong needs cleaning. 
comes a time to scrape out the tar. <laughs> Remove the resin. Replace the water. That way if it spills, it won't be so bad. Till then, don't spill my water on me or the rock or the couch, but especially not the weed. Thank you very much. Did you like that? Who, I'm about to go to Canada um, uh, this week, and I'm going to try out some jokes out there. Who here is from Canada? Anyone from Canada here? You are from Canada where, ma'am? Toronto. Toronto? Yeah. Wow, you guys will trust anyone, won't you? You'll just have anyone for a leader, won't you? That's why I want to go there. Just do some fucking crack and go crazy, and no one will give a fuck. <laughs> did you vote for Rob Ford? No. You didn't? Who did you vote for? The crack dealer? That's the guy with all the money. Okay, I'm going to try out some jokes. Now, I figured I want to play to my audience, right? That's what you should do as a comedian, right? You're going to Montreal, right? I'm going to Montreal, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Do you approve? It's a different, uh, what, what do you call them, province? Quebec. Oh, you don't call them, you call them Quebecs, okay. <laughs> You're from Quebec, though. Sure. you got French people there. Are you French? Are you just pointing to that guy? Does he understand anything going on tonight? <laughs> He's well w waiting for the physical comedy. Okay. I thought, what's one thing that, that all Canadians love that Americans can also relate to? What is that? Um, lumberjacks. <laughs> exactly. So I'm going to try out some lumberjack jokes, and you give me an honest thumbs down or thumbs up. Just kind of raise your hand right now, neutral, and give me like that as I do the jokes, okay? And be honest, because I'm going there, and I, I don't want to make a fool out of myself. Look what I did with pedophilia. I didn't do it. I just moved people around. Okay, we'll start off uh, easy. What do lumberjacks call literate trees? Well, redwoods. Good, good, you're honest. Okay. How did the African-American lumberjack deliver his question? He just axed it. No, that's a good one. I'm positive that's a good one. He just axed it. That's very good. That's like three jokes in one there. Okay. What is the patriotic... This is unbelievable, this joke. What is the patriotic, misogynist lumberjack's favorite tree? I'll say that again. The patriotic, misogynist lumberjack's favorite tree. He loves his cunt tree. That's a four-level joke. That'll kill in the nasty show. You a hip-hop fan? Good. What did the Sir Mix-a-Lot lumberjack use to write with? A big ass pen. 
once again, three-level joke there, folks. Try to keep up. How old are you? 27. Okay, this is good for you. What's the Lumberjack's favorite TV show? One Tree Hill. No? Trying to find a reference you would understand. No, you no, you didn't. You didn't. You would be la- you would be <laughs> slapping that Frenchman. Oh, did you hear that? What foot disease do lumberjacks get? Paul Bunyan's. You like that? That's terrible. Hard to read this audience. Okay, I want to do one more thing. Before I do my final thing, a little physical humor. Any questions for the Pope? I'm here. You'll never get to see another Pope again, odds are. No? Any question? Yes? Why are you wearing jeans? You think you got me, don't you? That was a gotcha question. You would be, you think, what do you think we usually wear under here? Nothing. You'd rather see my dick? The papal cock ring? That's what you really want to kiss. This guy. Gotcha question. The holy jeans, get it? Holy jeans. Come on, sir, that's your, that's your speed. Go ahead. I do, so finally. I wanted to make it into one, an amphibious mobile so it could go right into the water. Never got that approved. Um, these are some serious, hard-hitting questions, though. I'm glad you guys finally got the chance to put me on the spot. Yes, sir. Oh, there's a lumberjack. Did you see the Da Vinci Code, and did you like it? Fuck no! Da Vinci Code. Bunch of bullshit. A question I get a lot, though, from more intelligent audiences. They will say, Pope, why do you not approve of condoms with all the AIDS in the world, with all the unwanted pregnancies? Why do you not approve of condoms? It would be such an easy thing to change with the Catholic Church. And this is, this is a little test I do all the time. If I could have the house lights up. How many people here have used a condom in your life? Have either put it on your dick or have it into your pussy hole? <laughs> on your dick or entered your pussy hole? You go raw dog, ma'am. You raw dogging it? <laughs> Anal sex is sex, ma'am. Just realize. You've used a condom, right? There you go. Good girl. So that means you all trust the condoms, right? You trust the condoms, right? Because you put it in your dick or on your pussy hole. You've never tried it out, sir? No? I'm really pissing you off. Must be Jewish. Nice homeless shit collectors you got there. trust the condom, right? You guys trust it, right? I mean, come on. You trust it, right? 
You're loving this, right? This is some good shit. Forget words. This guy's fucking swinging a condom around. She'll explain later. All right, folks, I'll see you later. A bit of a great crowd. Thank you very much. It is his first time on the show. Now, whenever it is somebody's first time on the show, we go a little extra crazy for them. We make them feel at home. Let's hear it right now from Mr. Doug Millard. Guys, get up for Doug! Yeah! Oh, my goodness. Thanks for coming out during the holidays, you guys. <laughs> Ford Truck Month. <laughs> yeah. It's the only holiday that's going to come around 12 times a year. So let's seize the day. It's not going to be back till August. It's crazy. Anybody here uh, piggyback off of somebody else's Netflix account? Make some noise. Yeah! Everybody does. That was a trick question. There's only one account, you guys. <laughs> this guy, Gordon, really good dude. Very gracious guy. Uh, I used to piggyback off of my brother's account. And uh, one day I discovered that he could see what I was watching. And that's the day I realized it's just better to pay nine bucks a month. As opposed to your older brother, Jason, finding out you're watching Teen Wolf the series. Yeah, that was a bad day. I just joined a gym. Uh, that wasn't the joke part. <laughs> but now I'm very insecure. Um, <laughs> they tend to be a little pushy when you're signing up, so I thought I'd push back a little bit. So I didn't want to just hand over my credit card, so right before I did that, I asked them one question. I was like, hey, do you know if Nicolas Cage works out here? And she laughed in my face. And I looked at her as if she had just set a baby on fire. And I was like, and she just finally said, I don't think so. And I was like, you don't think so or you don't know? There's a big difference, ma'am. How do you not know if the star of Ghost Rider 2 does or does not work out at your facility? Can you get a manager? She got a manager, you guys. It was the coolest thing ever. And then a manager had to sit down across from me with the other woman and say, I'm sorry, but he is not in the system. And I was like, no crap. He's Nicolas Cage. He's way off the grid. He's not in any system. <laughs> and then finally I was like, well, do you think I can get a guest pass? And they were like, yeah, you always get a guest pass. And I was like, well, do you think maybe one day he'd be my guest? And they had to give it to me, and they were like, maybe. And I was like, all right, I'm in. And now, <laughs> every time I walk into the gym, I'm just all sad. I'm just like, not today. <laughs> and then I'm just giving the saddest workout ever. 
I was raised in what at the time was in Plano, Texas, the heroin capital of the world. Yeah! You should have a lot of pride for that. Uh, heroin capital of the world. The year I graduated, 22 children, like students died. Uh, yeah, awful. The worst part, we didn't even have a good jazz scene, you guys. <laughs> so tragic. Smart crowd, I like you. <laughs> Growing up uh, in the 80s, um, Sigourney Weaver was a romantic lead. <laughs> yeah, that's the whole joke. He got it. That's it. <laughs> I remember as a kid thinking, uh, why doesn't Bill Murray talk to a pretty lady in Ghostbusters? <laughs> She's actually gorgeous. Um, when I was a kid, my dad always hid the gun in, in, like his gun in the sock drawer, which is a huge mistake because I love socks. Yeah. I miss my sister Kate sometimes, though. <laughs> That's the saddest so sock joke you'll ever hear. Of all the Amish time travelers out there, I think... Wait, I just... I blew the punchline. Yep, there it was. I'll just uh, throw a fact out there for you. Here we go. I'm going to blow your minds. Uh, I don't know if you know this. Uh, if you see a statue of a soldier on a horse, and the horse has two legs, like, two legs in the air, that means that soldier died in battle. And if you see a statue of a soldier on a horse, and the horse has one leg in the air, that means that soldier died from wounds caused from the battle. And if you see a statue of a soldier on a horse, and the horse has all four legs in the air, that means that soldier died in a carousel. <laughs> yeah. In the funnest battle of all time. <laughs> Despite my mother's best efforts, uh, I refused to take piano lessons as a kid because I didn't want to get beat up. The piano teacher was a horribly violent man. <laughs> uh, I want to dedicate this next joke, uh, my last joke here, uh, to you guys. Anyone here have an older sibling growing up that used to pick on you? Make some noise? Yeah. This is for you guys. This is about my older brother. His name is Jason, uh, which we established earlier with that Netflix joke. And... Uh, so, little background, uh, in uh, 1993 as a senior in high school, very bright guy, he just got his PhD, in 93 he won the National Academic Decathlon, got to meet the president, really smart dude, right? Uh, never made a B his entire uh, academic career. And uh, that same year, in 93 as a senior, he wrote a list of the top 84 things he loved in, in life, in order. And I found this list, and I'd like to just run down the highlights with you guys. And this little joke I like to call, fuck you, Jason. <laughs> it's very cathartic. <laughs> uh, we'll start at number one, his ex-girlfriend, Molly Woods, from high school. All right, I'll give you that. You're, you're in high school, you're in love, throw her on there. Let's skip down to number five, Olive Garden lasagna. <laughs> you can put anything in the universe on this list. That's number five. Which edged out at number six, The Beatles. We're bigger than Jesus, but not Olive Garden lasagna. 
eight, nine, ten. Communism, mac and cheese, bison. What the fuck? <laughs> Just a normal teenager. Let's skip down to 17, one of my favorites. Fountains. Fountains. Super cool guy. Uh, 38, nonconformism on a list. That's just stupid, Dr. Mellard. 40, true love, followed by 41, pizza. Sure, Molly loved that. And then 45, that's where I get all pissed off. 45 is fried cheese. You know what? I love fried cheese. But you know what I love more than fried cheese? The next one down on list, number 46, my family. <laughs> Fuck you, Jason. I don't know if you've ever been stabbed in the back by mozzarella sticks, but it burns. You guys are awesome. Get up for Cameron and Rhea, everybody. That was great. Let's go for Doug, guys. <laughs> oh, first time on the show and already abandoning his family in the favor of us. I like that about him. Let's get those, hey, cool, cool JP shirt, you know what I mean? Yeah, you're welcome. That's a Jurassic Park shirt, yeah. But earlier when the, what? No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> we can connect on this for a while, and that's still gonna be a Jurassic Park shirt. <laughs> I just said that because this is also a podcast, and I said, cool JP shirt, and then they're imagining, like, you know, John Paul II because of the Pope earlier, and they knew that if you used to go to an audience when he was the Pope, that they would go, JP too, we love you, and Giovanni Paolo. There were chants. My point is, do you think you can fucking step toe-to-toe with me right now? I just turned some nonsense into your sh- about your shirt into a callback from an earlier But seriously, why do you say that's not a Jurassic Park shirt? Because it says uh, Jurassic Park and then Universal Studios. And I'm, yeah, you're messing around. You mess with the wrong gal. Look at this low stance. Are you kidding me? I could pass, dribble, or shoot from here. Are you excited about uh, World? Is it that? Is that the? Yeah. What, yeah yes. That's. The, I, I'm sorry. I had a stutter step. Are you excited about Jurassic World? You specifically? You don't care? Okay. You just like the first movie. Did you see it when it was re-released last year in 3D? I thought it was great. I thought it held up. Okay. All right. Now you see. See how you don't trust me at all. Good. You shouldn't. Um, I thought it held up. I thought the dinosaurs looked great. Thanks for asking, you guys. I don't know. Okay. Um, I'm excited about Jurassic World. Here's the thing. I love my body. <laughs> but I am always working on it. You know, I'm uh, from Italian stock. You know what I mean. <laughs> the press photographs of Chris Pratt for Jurassic World. I guess what I'm saying is like, I want us to be happy with where our bodies are at. So there's no shame in this. But like, anybody can fucking do it. (laughs) 
He's got many muscles in that. Okay, so I got real specific with Chris Pratt, and apparently you guys aren't looking at pictures of him in his underwear? I am. His bod got tight. That's what happens when it is somebody's job to make sure you look okay chasing dinosaurs on a motorcycle. You're going to have the body you've always dreamed of. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, what got weird there? You guys, what was weird for you? Is it that you were all thinking about your own bodies and you're like, oh shit, Doug was talking about the gym. We got to get to the gym. Or was it that you were like, Cameron, it can't get any better than it already is. Therefore, the premise of this joke is flawed because your body's already perfect. So what amount of training could improve upon these thighs? And I agree with you. I understand. We're just telling jokes. They're not all worked out. You know, if you can't, if the premise is sometimes that I'm too good looking already, I get that there's a problem there. All right. Uh, yes? <laughs> I love that. Not so many claps. A few woos, mostly confusion. That's what we're going for. That's why we do this job. We want we want half the people not to get our references. We want to brag about our bodies and have people still not necessarily on board with our bodies. Go fuck yourselves, because that's the only person that should. Okay. Well, we're going to keep the show rolling, and now this next comic. He's also new to the show. We're so happy to have him. Let's hear it right now from Mr. Elliot Glazer, guys. Give it up for Elliot. Hey. I'm on board with the Chris Pratt thing. I could look at those pictures for a while. I would move in. I would move in with with Cameron and um, Rhea very quickly. Um, I sort of feel like a lesbian on the inside, and they look like lesbians on the outside. We could spend time looking at the Chris Pratt pictures, and need a place to stay. And it's also really cool to see someone named Rhea who's like hot and not. Rhea per, uh, Perlman. She's, I mean, she's hot in, like, Matilda, I guess. I think she's hot in Matilda. She's, like, ripped in Matilda, actually. If y'all don't remember that, go back, watch, and then go to the gym. Because Rhea Perlman is ripped. Um, so I'm here from New York. Um, thanks. So oh, thank you. It's my city. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, I'm here from New York for the summer. Not to brag, I'm here for work. Um, and I love it. But I really, I don't know if you guys have heard um, material about New York versus L.A., so let me blow your minds. Let me blow your minds. I love Los Angeles so much. Everyone here is so nice and, like, clean, and, like, everyone's like a, like a baby, just sort of, like, floating through the city, just, like, taking naps and talking about going to the beach but never going and that's okay it's cool I love it I feel like oh, I just feel so rich here I'm like cruising around town in my Corolla blasting my Terry Gross and like rocking my prescription sunglasses it's, it's heaven it's heaven it's like um, it's like being retired people tell me it's like I'm, I look retired and it's true because I haven't worn pants since I got here and I'm proud of it. I love L.A. I love L.A. I'm, I'm like a gorgeous Randy Newman. <laughs> I love it here. It's so nice. And I like how you guys all say parking structure. Because in New York, we're like, fucking park it in the parking lot. And here, it's like, the parking structure? It's so cute. I love it. And I, and like, I haven't seen, um, I haven't seen like that many celebrities 
I'd like to see more. I saw iCarly eating a pancake, which was very cool. I think that's her name. I, saw, I think it's her real name, iCarly. Um, I saw Andy Dick riding a children's bicycle to a thrift store, which makes perfect sense. Um, I saw Bruce of a Lanch uh, eating food. So every, everything sort of fits together in that universe. It's funny because when you think, you know, you, you hear people talk about like seeing celebrities and they're smaller than they really look. Not with Bruce Valanche. He was like the size of like three Bruce Valanches. You know, like a big, big fraggle rock monster. Real, real good guy. He's never going to hire me for anything. Um, the one thing I can't get on board with in Los Angeles is Cafe Gratitude. It's the worst. Sorry. Sorry, everybody. I hate to burst your bubble. It's disgusting. Um, I had food there that was laced with poppers. I don't know why. I don't know how that got in there. And for those of you who don't know, poppers are drugs that gay men take. To, you snip, It's a VCR cleaner, but you use it to, like make things loose, it's the grossest. And that was in my veggie burger. So I am not humble, I am not gr grateful, I am no longer hungry, I'm no longer hungry and I'm filled with diarrhea. It is not a kind place to one's intestines or butt or whatever. So I will not get on board with your cafe gratitude. Um, but other than that, I love Los Angeles. And um, I really do. And so, um, what people don't know about me is that um, I'm a musician. Um, I'm a musician, I'm a singer-songwriter, so um, I just had a little bit of time tonight, so I wanted to leave you guys with um, a song that I wrote that actually means a lot to me. I wrote it while I've been here um, in California, just sort of taking in, the, taking in the town and the vibes and just really enjoying it, and um, I hope you guys uh, enjoy this song. Thank you. to do this acapella. This is absolutely terrifying. Wow. Oh, my God. <sighs> I need Rhea Perlman to, like, lift me up physically. 
mentally and physically. Okay, so let's put the mic on reverb, just so we have a couple of uh, echoes. There we go, beautiful. And so I'm going to um, hold on tight and sing this to you. So just go with the joke that I wrote this song. If you recognize it, no big deal, NBD. But otherwise, just enjoy it. And sing along if you want, because now you know what I'm singing. Okay. I know a place where the grass is really greener, warm, wet, and wild. There must be something in the water, sipping gin and juice, laying underneath the palm trees, palm trees. The boys break their necks. Trying to creep a little sneak peek at us. You could travel the world, but nothing comes close to the Golden Coast. Once you party with us, you'll be falling in love. Stop clapping. California girls were unforgettable. Daisy Dukes. Bikinis on top, <laughs> sun-kissed skin so hot will melt your popsicle. Oh 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 California girls were undeniable, fine, fresh, fierce. We got it on lock. <laughs> West Coast represent. Now put your hands up. Should I keep going? Okay. Sex on the beach. We've got white sand in our stilettos. We freak in my Jeep. Snoop Doggy Dog on the stereo. Dropping it like it's hot. You could travel the world, but nothing comes close to the golden coast. Once you party with us, you'll be falling in love. (laughs) California girls were unforgettable. Daisy Dukes, bikinis on top. Sun-kissed skin so hot will melt your popsicle. Whoa, California girls were undeniable, fine, fresh, fierce. We got it on lock. <laughs> West Coast represent. Now put your hands up. Oh, California, California. Here we come. Mm-hmm. Okay, thanks. That's good. That good. Thanks. Yeah, that was the right decision. Let's hear it for Elliot Glazer. That was the right decision. That's what you do in that moment. You just sing, and you happen to have a beautiful voice, which I think would have been obscured by the instrumentation. So I think we got a fucking better show. Am I right? Yeah? 
sorry that that happened to Elliot, but I did do that on purpose. No, um, no. <laughs> that was just, okay, sometimes in your life you get to see a beautiful thing. Just a man just going, well, I'm gonna fucking go for it. And then you guys were like, we agree. And we're, you know, everybody was with it. And then he, you know, there was a second part even, another verse. And then at the end, right into the OC theme song, loved it. <laughs> I give it many thumbs up, and I feel like you're still too relaxed for how good that was. Let's hear it for Elliot. Yeah, I get it. You live in LA, you see a lot of shit. But rarely is there just a person who's like, I'm telling very funny jokes, but have you considered this? And then right in. Oh, what a dream, what a dream, what a dream. How's this, how's this section doing? How are you doing? How are you doing? Cool docs. Yeah, you bring a docs back? No, you might just be young, actually. That's, I meant, I don't know why. You bring a docs back from when you were a baby? No, you're probably just a young person. Yeah, remember them the first time around. It's okay. Um, I'm a lesbian, so I'm going to look 15 forever, but I'm older than you think. So I had those, a ridge. I had those fucking a ridge. I had a, I had platform, steel-toed, white, Doc Martin boots, uh, and that's what I wore when I dated men. <laughs> hey, they could have said something about it. <laughs> could have let me know what was going on. I was just like, these are cool. He doesn't know yet. No, no, it's chill. Uh, trust me. <laughs> You're a straight person. Um, <laughs> does anyone want me to tell them whether or not they're gay? We can go around. <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> no, she's a yeah, she's a straight person. It's, uh, it's mostly the it's everything. Um, <laughs> how's that feel, being a straight girl? I'm not straight. You're not? No. You're kidding me. I know. What? Are you like a modern les? What's going on? What's your life like? A You're a baby lesbian. This is what fucking lesbians look like these days. <laughs> is that like a cutout shirt? Do you? Cuts out of your shirt? I'm not even wearing a shirt. Oh my god, you are a great lesbian. You're not even wearing a shirt. Are you seriously a gay woman? I'm bi. Oh, you're bi. Yes. Okay. Well, cheers. Yeah, I'm like <laughs> not one of mine. Um. <laughs> no. Uh. That's that good. 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 Uh. See how I walked away and then you leaned closer to him. We're fucking killing it with body language right now. She's like, I'm a bisexual person, but not tonight. No, I know you're. I know you're always. Uh, I know. She hasn't been for a month. Okay, go fuck yourself. Seriously, if this is who you're dating, get that guy fucking out of town right now. You know she stays bisexual. Oh, you're a little hero in your own mind. Oh, look at me. Go fuck yourself. You are the worst. You're the worst. You're the worst. That's why she's gonna end up with a woman. Because she was when she was like, I'm bisexual. I was like, oh, chill. Tell me about that. You were like, no, she's not dick. You're like, no. You're awful. Um It's okay, I know. I taught you your lesson. You got it. Um you know what? I'm really I'm really proud of you and happy that you corrected me when I assumed you were a straight person. I think that's really brave and awesome, you know, because you are with a gentleman and you could kind of, like, fly under the radar. And I love that you were like, no, no, this is who I am. I thought that was great. So let's hear it for that gal. Yeah. Yeah. 
love that. I love that. Because uh, not enough by people get enough credit because I think people just assume, you know, whoever you're with, and that's what's going on for you. And so I love that you corrected me, so that's rad. Uh, what's up for that gal? She's my favorite so far. <laughs> Least favorite? You know. <laughs> Shit together. Uh, let's hear it right now for Mr. Ben Bazuna, guys. Give it up for Ben. Come on. Keep it going for Cameron. Uh, and Elliot, Elliot with the lungs. You know, Cameron mentioned that she did that on purpose and that she was joking. I actually sabotaged the music cues, and I am not joking. <laughs> I wanted him to do shitty so I would look better, but it backfired because he did that shit acapella and knocked that shit out of the park. <laughs> so give it up for him. Give it up for him. <laughs> who was it? Who was it over here that was just talking about being bi and the boyfriend was like, I'm not bi? Where is this? <laughs> right here? No, that's amazing. No, I love it. And fuck this guy, right? That's that's what that's what I heard from back there. That's what I heard from back there. Uh Look, I think I love. Look, I think we're all gay. That's why I love you. Okay, like, for me, for instance, like, I've never kissed a man before, but I've definitely been talking to a dude and looked at his mouth a couple times and been like, I could do this. <laughs> I might even enjoy it, you know. But for whatever reason, like societal norms, I don't know. I've never experimented with my sexuality, you know, in another life. And another skin color, I might have, you know? <laughs> but that just doesn't work. But every girl in here has probably kissed another girl at some point in their life. And even if you haven't, you can live knowing that you could at any point and no one would give a fuck. <laughs> you take a taste of homo, come right back over to Hetro, no questions asked. It's not like that if you're a dude. <laughs> if you do gay stuff once, you are gay forever. <laughs> They just put a dick on your driver's license. <laughs> right next to the donor heart. That's how it works. I take that back. White dudes can do gay stuff and try it out. Black dudes, though, no. Okay? This is not how it works. Like, Heath Ledger and Jake Gyllenhaal in a movie, they can do stuff no one thinks they're gay. Even, like, Sasha Baron Cohen and Will Ferrell can. But you will never see, like, Will Smith and Kevin Hart make out in a movie. <laughs> That's never going to happen. Like, if that happens, someone would shoot Kevin Hart. Okay, that would have some dude will be like, "Nigga, you was my idol." Like, that's what would happen. I don't know why it's so sad. I wish it wasn't like like. I don't know. I feel like girls will become less attracted to a guy when they've heard he's done gay stuff. Like maybe not you guys. You guys are progressive, but. There are girls I've talked to in the past that say stuff like, man, if he's done gay stuff in the past, I don't know which way he goes, or shit like that. And that sucks, because I've never been less attracted to a girl because of, I've heard she's done gay stuff. You know, the opposite. I've been like, oh, you're adventurous. That's awesome. You know, I'm not even saying some shit like, oh, loves me some lesbians. No, not, not like that, okay? Like, I could see, like, you and you, like, I could see you guys, like, scissoring on the floor right here. <laughs> And it'd be weird. I'd be like, why are you doing this? We're in a public place. 
Also, Cameron told me once that lesbians don't even scissor, so that's extra weird. Fucking true. It's not even a thing. But for whatever reason, if you walk in on me eating out this dude's butthole, all of a sudden you have some reservations about dating me. I'm not saying I want to eat out his butthole. I'm just saying I should have that option. I should. Man, I, I'm, I want to abolish homophobia, really, but for really stupid reasons. Really stupid reasons, though. Don't woo yet until you hear. I got this app on my phone recently called Vampify. Has anyone heard of it? No? One person? Okay. Uh, I'll explain it. Basically, it's this app where you take a picture of your face, and then you tell it where your eyes and mouth are, and then it turns you into a vampire in a 3D environment. <laughs> You guys aren't picturing this, because this is amazing. Okay, basically, it turns you into a vampire. Like, you have fangs, your eyes turn red, it makes your eye, your face go from left to right. You poke it, and you rear up like a vampire, poke the face, you're like, ah, it's crazy. Okay, <laughs> technology is amazing these days. That's not the point, but... So anyway, I thought it'd be really funny if I took a picture of my dick with this. <laughs> so I took a picture of my dick with it. <laughs> And it's the funniest thing I've ever done. <laughs> My dick has fangs. <laughs> it moves from left to right. <laughs> I can poke and it rears up. It's, it's amazing, but it's like, who the fuck can I show this to? <laughs> I can't show it to any guys, because they'd be like, are you showing me a dick pic right now? And I can't show it to any girls, because you'll be like, you are a gross psychopath. <laughs> So basically what I'm saying is we need to abolish homophobia because there's so many funny things we could be doing with our dicks and showing to each other. <laughs> Man, I wish I had more faith in things, though. I really do. Like, when I was a kid, I still do. I love Harry Potter. That's something I love, okay? And uh, I read the books when I was 10. Like, I read the first book when I was 10, so I was the same age as Harry when I was reading it. And I thought when I turned 11, there was an off chance then maybe I was going to get a letter. <laughs> you know? I thought I was like, hey, this could happen. Maybe J.K. Rowling is a, like a squib and she couldn't do magic and she wrote the books. But I didn't get a letter and I lost all of my innocence <laughs> right then. Like I was like, Hogwarts doesn't exist and neither does God or true love. <laughs> I think about Harry Potter a lot though and I was thinking about it the other day and it's like uh, Voldemort is their most evil guy like he's so evil that they can't even say his name out loud you know like they can't he's so evil that if he comes up in conversation they have to be like hey did you hear what he who must not be named did it's kind of like Voldemort is the n-word of the wizarding world <laughs> you know but we can say Voldemort here and no one gives a fuck you know I can say Voldemort and no one cares so I wonder if in the wizarding world <laughs> Like, Draco Malfoy is just walking around like, Dean Thomas, you're a nigga. <laughs> Lee Jordan, you're a nigga, too. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, those are the black people in Harry Potter. <laughs> and then Dean Thomas can't even get that mad because you're allowed to say the N-word <laughs> in the wizarding world, but he, like, protests. He's kind of like, uh, Draco, are you calling me new with a hard R? <laughs> and Draco's like, uh, we're British, we don't have hard R's. <laughs> It's the best part about being British. No one can tell how racist you're being. <laughs> nigga, nigga, nigga. One of those was a hard R. Can you tell which? 
I feel like Draco would be the most racist one, though. Like, that just fits him. Like, he'd be walking around saying things like, I hate niggas and mudbloods. <laughs> if you get that reference, that's an amazing joke, okay? <laughs> Thank you guys so much. I gotta go. Bye. Guys, Ben Bazuna, who I hope gets a chance to experiment. And uh, we have one final comic. I, I love him so much. He's a, he's a newer LA transplant and he's just tearing it up. Let's hear right now for Andrew Michon, guys. Give it up for Andrew. Thank you. Round of applause for Cameron, folks. She's great. Thank you. Thanks. This has been very fun. How's everyone doing? How are you folks doing in the front? Are you doing well? Good. I'm happy to hear that. In the back, are you guys doing okay? Cool. I'll assume everyone else is great too. Great. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Um, yeah, I'd like to start the set in a way that makes me feel comfortable and I hope you guys are okay with me doing what I'd like to do up here. So um, if everyone could please join me, close your eyes for a quick prayer. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Some of you are laughing. The comedy actually has not started. This is the prayer. Thank you. Uh, dear God, hey, it's me, Andrew. Just wanted to say I love you and miss you and hope the party at your house on Sunday is still on. And Just please give me a great set here tonight. I really deserve it. And I hope this audience loves me as much as I love you. Although, to be fair, that's not really possible. But I'm here and the lights are shining down on me. And it's just a metaphor for the light that you are in my life, God. And here at UCB Theater, one of Los Angeles' top 4,000 comedy venues, and I know you created it, and I know you love improv comedy, and I think to you, life is kind of just one long-form improv comedy scene, and you're just constantly throwing people really tragic suggestions to deal with, and you just love to watch, and I think you're a great audience member, God, and just please give me a great set, and uh, you can also please fix my mom. I'd really appreciate it. Don't know why you messed her up so bad in the first place. Thank you, God. Amen. Thank you. You guys can open your eyes. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. What up, bitches? Y'all ready to get nasty? Yeah, this ain't Sunday yet, motherfuckers. Anyone out there got any children for sale? Seriously, children for sale. I need 72 pounds a kid by midnight. You guys are not on board. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to take a step back, okay? I'm just going to take a quick step back from those two false personas I just created, okay? That is not me, and I apologize. Um, people who look like me are usually either, like, sociopathic serial killers or exceedingly sweet and innocent people. I have kind of like a choir boy Hitler youth look going on. So I just like to start off my set with both ends of the extreme, and then hopefully I can safely land in the middle, and you guys will accept me for who I am. I hope you all can do that. Um, just a little bit about myself. My name is Andrew. Um, I'm a tall, white, straight male, so I just need my voice to be heard in the world. So I'm doing comedy, trying to get it out there, trying to get representation as a tall, straight, white male. Um, it's complex issues that I face. Um, like Cameron said, um, I'm not originally from Los Angeles. I moved here pretty recently. I don't want to say when, but less than 20 years ago. And um, I really like it here. It's a great place. I moved here from Portland, Oregon, which is also a place that I really like. Yeah, those guys have been there, and wooing was invented there, so it's a really great place. Um, 
Yeah, Portland's great. Um, LA's great. I like being in LA. Um, it's a bit of an adjustment just because you're constantly surrounded by people who are more successful and more attractive than you are, which can be intimidating at times. Um, it can also be inspiring because people work really hard to achieve what they want, and they're also somehow super hot, which is great. But it can be intimidating, you know? I mean, coming from Portland, you know, like in LA, the bar for success is extremely high. And in Portland, the bar is ridiculously low. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever been there, but uh, in Portland, you can be like a 44-year-old unemployed alcoholic who's never had a real job and never been in a real relationship because he can't emotionally open up to people. But then, like, you buy a new jacket that fits well. People are like, man, Isaiah's doing great. <laughs> he truly turned his life around. It was touch and go for a while there, but he figured it out. Um, Clothing. Clothing is important. I was actually here earlier. Um, I saw an earlier show, which was great. And um, I was sitting actually, I was sitting back there. It's just stupid of me to talk about. I have very little time up here. But I was sitting back there, and I lost something. Maybe it's, maybe it's back there. It's like a, it's like a little, it's like, a, it's like my fedora. It's like my real cool fedora. Is it back there? It's like denim. It has like a white feather. Is that back there? That's rude of you guys to laugh. Is it not back there? Eh, it doesn't matter. It's fine. It's probably lost. It's cool. I probably just like lost it swimming in all the pussy I was getting while I was wearing it. Know what I'm saying? Okay. <laughs> it was flowing. I was trying to swim. I'm a good swimmer, but I don't even know what that means. Um, I think the word pussy is really demeaning towards women. I don't mean to say it. I only wanted to use it to illustrate a larger point about fedoras and the types of people who wear them. I'm not okay with the word pussy. I don't like it. It's gross. I think it dehumanizes women and reduces them to one part of their body. And I don't know, I, I run into a lot of misogyny and um, stuff like that just doing stand-up comedy. There's some comedians who um, have very bad views on women, I find. And I was at a show recently, and there was a comedian on stage, and um, <laughs> he was talking about how he really likes women with big butts, which is fine. That's a choice that he has. That's a sexual preference for, of his. I have no problem with that. That's totally fine. But the way he was talking about it was just really a bit inappropriate. Like, he goes like, you fellas know when an ass walks in the room, which is just like, that's just gross, you know? I mean, it's like not even a woman, just an ass, you know? Just like this floating, disembodied ass. Just like this levitating hunk of flesh, you know? It's just fucked up. It's like, I don't know, like just an ass, just a floating ass, not like a woman with like hopes and dreams and emotions and tits. You know what I'm saying? I'm a tit man. Any tit man? I'm just kidding. Kidding. Totally kidding. Totally kidding. I'm not a tit man. I'm not an ass man. I am a personality man, though. I'm really into a girl. I like a girl with like a real big, real thick, real juicy, voluptuous personality. You know what I'm saying? Get on in there, take a bite. Like, yo, girl, how many siblings you got? First date. Okay. Um, all right. All right. Um, I'm going to finish up here soon. The show's been really great, and I think you guys have been a great audience for everyone here. I do want to tell you one very quick story of something that happened to me quite recently. This was... Uh, last Sunday, and I do mean last Sunday, nine days ago, not comedian last Sunday, which is like six years ago. I mean last Sunday. Um, I was at Walgreens, uh, and I was in line, and I was in line behind an eight or nine-year-old boy. He was very cute. He was there with his mother, and he had a little paper bag, a little white paper bag. And he showed me and the cashier the contents of the paper bag, and inside were four or five little white mice. And I said, oh, that's, that's interesting. And he said, yeah, they're for my snake. And the cashier's like, oh, they're so cute. And the mom's like, yeah, they are really cute. It's really hard for me to watch. And then the kid said, I love to watch. <laughs> said that to me, said that to the cashier. Very interesting. It's very interesting to get the front row seat, ground floor level of a monster. You know, just the birth of a monster. It was like a super villain origin story. I seriously, like, best case scenario, that kid murders three, four people. 
That's a low estimate. Um, this has been very fun. I really appreciate you guys being up here. Um, thank you so much. If you want to hear more of my stuff, just follow me. Not like on Twitter, but just follow me around. Say hi, you know. All right, thanks a lot. Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season three has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, season three is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Fake nuts. Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Ah, uh, yes. I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. Ah! Oh, Jesus! I mean, Jazos! <laughs> ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season 3 of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.